This is The Switch, finding solutions to support sustainable living and combat climate change at the individual level. Brought to you by the Fur Bearers. I'm Mike Howie, and I'm here with Trisha Stevens of Batch Skin Care. Thanks for joining us, Trisha. It's great to be here with you today, Michael. So we're going to be talking about ethical skin care. Uh, when you go into a, a drugstore or into a beauty store of any kind, there are so many products. It is overwhelming, even for people, I think, who are probably experts in this. When we're trying to figure out how to choose something ethical with this vast product lineup, how do we start? Where do we start? That's a great question, Michael, and certainly being in the skincare space for over two and a half decades is one that I think a lot about in terms of even my own purchases and what I'm looking for in terms of the skincare that I want to choose to use on myself or, or gift to other people. I think foundationally, folks can look at stuff like cruelty-free. I think that bunny logo is pretty paramount since it indicates that the product has not been tested on animals, if that's something that folks are interested in terms of that purchasing decision. But there is a lot of murkiness out there surrounding this sort of evolving clean beauty world and uses terms um, like natural, clean, or green. And brands are often using these words interchangeably. And when it comes to terms like natural, there isn't even any regulation around how that can be used. So it can be very misleading. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your products don't contain harmful chemicals when you're looking just for words like natural, clean, or green, unfortunately. One uh, thing that's come across my table in the last little bit is a new app. It's called the Think Dirty app. And it's one that helps people make decisions based on ingredients found in products as well as those finished products. So it uses government health warnings and peer reviewed studies so that every product and ingredient in their database, it assigned a ranking based on its long-term personal health and environmental impacts, as well as any potential allergens that you can get from that. So I know that there are also lots of other great apps out there that are doing it, but I particularly like this one because it does look at things like vegan, cruelty-free, et cetera, but also interlays both the health and environmental impacts of those products and gives you a clear um, ranking on that product. So then you can then make another choice because it's listing all kinds of different um, ingredients and products in that same space. So that is one of, I would say, many apps that are out there that are just helping to sort of demystify and declutter what is often being used now in sort of like branded messaging. Uh, additionally, I would say for those out there that are really concerned about the health of our oceans, there's an emerging list of companies who've signed up for the Shark Free and Cosmetics Initiative that's being spearheaded by the Rob Stewart Sharkwater Foundation. And this program is dedicated to ending the use of shark-derived squalene in cosmetics and personal care products. That's one that I, I wanted to talk about because it's something that I think so many people may not know about. And squalene, when you see it on an ingredient list, does not reek of animal in terms of its tone or, or structure or anything. It, it, you know, words that maybe we're used to seeing aren't included. So squalene is something that comes from sharks and shark fins, I think, maybe in particular. I may be very, very wrong in that, and I hope I'm corrected momentarily. But could you tell us a bit more about it? And, um, you know, uh, there is this great new program you're talking about, but other ways people can be mindful of it. 
Yeah, thank you for that question. And it's certainly something that is, I would say, widely unknown in the cosmetics and personal space is the use of, of squalene or squalene is the other way that that might show up on labeling or packaging. Essentially, shark squalene is an oil that is derived from the liver of the shark, not the fin. And it's used in cosmetics products ranging from lotions to deodorants to eyeshadows to sunscreen. So it's very widespread. And, you know, shockingly, it takes 3,000 sharks to produce a ton of squalene. And sadly, these species are often highly endangered or threatened. And we know that healthy oceans need sharks. So the removal of them for their livers or other consumer products really jeopardizes a critical ecosystem that, you know, frankly, all life on Earth depends on. That is certainly something that I think folks uh, are learning more and more about. And I recommend looking back. I've done a few interviews on sharks uh, because I am personally both fascinated and terrified by them. Um, so I, I'm always interested in learning more. And this, when I first heard about it, it was Dr. Teal Bondaroff, or Teal Phelps Bondaroff who told me about it. Uh, and I was really hoping we could get into that. So I'm glad we did. Uh, and now, is that something that'll just be on an ingredient label too, that people can identify? Or is it one of these items where it might be buried under natural ingredients? Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of distinction being made on labels or packaging related to where the squalene is being derived. It's really on the company itself to give you more information on their website as to where that squalene source is coming from. And, you know, the interesting thing about this is there are readily available solutions on the market today that act exactly like the shark-based squalene in the product or the formulation. So there really isn't any reason why companies shouldn't be switching over to these uh, substitutes that are readily available on the market. One being uh, a plant-based squalene that's derived from olive oil, as well as a synthetic squalene that can be produced from sugarcane. Oh, wow. Which are both awesome resources for us to be using instead of very essential and often critically endangered uh, sharks and other animals. And for folks who want to learn more about a skincare company in particular, for example, Batch Skincare, um, how do they dive into it and find out, is this a company that's genuinely committed to ethics and sustainable practices and their communities, or are they greenwashing? Are they using terms that are very uh, squiggly is the word that's coming to mind, though I'm sure there's a better one. That's a great question, Michael, and one that I feel that there are many paths that folks can follow in getting more knowledge about um, skincare companies. And one thing that I find very interesting is to look at the origin of the brand. So who are the people that are behind that brand? Like, are they coming from other reputable places or have done work in the skincare space that you already know can be associated with ethical or leading in a way that you feel is sustainable and looking after people, animals in the planet? So what is that origin story of the folks behind the brand? And how much are they clearly articulating their vision and what they want to do with it? So it's beyond just selling a product. What are the other things that they're doing to give back to community? How are they treating their employees? What kind of visibility or transparency are they providing around their ingredients and supply chain? And often this information can be found on an organization's website or can be found on partner websites of whom they say that they're doing business with and giving back to. So what 
really is that social proof at the end of the day that's not just coming from what they say they're doing, but it's coming from those that they are engaging with, again, whether it be through supply chain, community programs, or what employees are saying around, you know, why they work for this organization at the end of the day. Um, you know, looking at are they using buzzwords in their marketing without backing that up in any substantial way. And again, back to what I talked about at the beginning of the program, there are some, you know, technology solutions out there in terms of apps and other things that can be as simple as scanning a barcode and getting a ranking about that um, particular company across various impact areas that you may be interested in. And for some people, it might just be really wanting to shop local. So who are those people in your local community that might be using ingredients surrounded by them to produce beautiful skincare or, or other items? And that there really is a lot of trust based on those people because you know who they are and you know others that are using their products and ingredients. And it's something that you can, you know, go and visit and see their process and other things like that. So I think it really is... Um, a very broad space in terms of skincare and trying to look at like what all of those tools are available to you and what's going to work best from you based on whether you use technology or you'd rather go local where you can actually get to know the owners of those businesses and more about their ingredients and their process and formulation and you feel a bit more comfortable with something that you can you know feel and touch that whole process versus something that you're learning more about on, a, on an online platform. Outstanding. And folks who are interested in learning more about ethical beauty products and skincare, I recommend you check out Batch Skincare. Links will be in the show notes for this episode, as well as information about how Batch Skincare is working with the fur bears in an exciting way. So, Trisha, thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome, Michael. And big shout out to all of you out there on Defender Radio and all that you do to uplift the lives of animals uh, in your community on a daily basis. Want to learn more about this week's episode and how your choices can benefit wildlife and their habitat? View the show notes in your app or visit DefenderRadio.com. To learn more about the fur bearers, visit TheFurBearers.com or find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow host Michael Howie on social media with at HowieMichael on Instagram or Defender Radio Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe or follow Defender Radio to get notified about new episodes of The Switch and Defender Radio right on your smart device. Thanks for listening.